Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the final Cup of Joe podcast for this week on this Friday, November 6th. Uh, Again, if you are in the area, uh, I hope you're able to get out and enjoy this gorgeous weather we've been having. It is, it has been in the 60s and even maybe getting up to 70 today. And it's like, wow, in Wisconsin, that's just crazy because we've already had snow two weeks ago. So enjoy it. Make sure to enjoy this weekend wherever you are. Um, okay, we uh, talked about the, yesterday the, the triptych in, in Matthew uh, chapter 15, uh, how uh, Jesus uses three parallel stories, one about the sheep, one about the uh, coins, and then had we continued reading would have been the, uh, the sons, uh, that theme of being lost and found, of the joy of finding, the, the pursuing, the allowing ourselves to be pursued and caught by our God. Uh, That would have taken up the whole of, had we kept reading, the prodigal son, the prodigious father, uh, would have taken up all of uh, chapter 15. So we are uh, on to chapter 16 today. For whatever reason, they chose not to include in the daily cycle the um, story of uh, what we call the prodigal son. So today we will be in Luke chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. Luke 16, 1 to 8. A curious story. A story that is always never resounded with me. So I don't know how much I'm going to have wisdom for this one. And I welcome yours, please, uh, to help it uh, take root and find purchase within me. Uh, But let's uh, open up God's Word together today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do, now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first, he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another, he said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, here is your promissory note, write one for 80. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that just something? I mean, this parable is an odd one. Now, now clearly, Jesus is not saying, okay, people, it's in scripture. So here's what I'm, I'm inviting you to do is go out and cheat those around you. Go out and cheat those for whom you work for somehow so it makes things better for you. That, that clearly, brothers and sisters, is not the point. Clearly, Jesus is pointing somewhere or beyond that. Uh, and clearly, he's pointing to the actions and the, and the 
cleverness of the steward when he finds himself in these precarious situations. So let's take a look at that. Okay, so we know the steward. The steward has been embezzling. The steward has has, uh, been dishonest toward the master, and the master hears tell of that. Calls him to himself and says, hey, bring me your books. The the day of reckoning is at hand, and uh, because you are going to be let go. And, and the steward knows who he is, which is, is wonderful, actually. He's like, listen, I'm not strong enough to dig. If I have to go out and dig ditches, uh, I, I can't do that. My body isn't made for that. I'm, I'm not strong enough, whether that's physically, mentally, whatever. That, that profession is not for me. And I'm too, I can't be begging. I, I'm too proud to do that. So what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fix, what am I going to do? And so what he does is most likely what he's been doing to the owner all along. Um, He uses those same schemes, in a sense, for a golden parachute for himself. Uh, So he has a soft place to land when he is let go, as certainly he will once the master looks at the books and realizes that he has been... um, uh, dishonest with him and, and embezzling his money. And so what he does is he invites them in one by one, and, and clearly these are only two, but I think we can take it that there are more. Uh, how much do you owe? 100 measures of olive oil. Okay, quickly. Here, take your invoice and write it for 50. And so cuts in half that which he owes. So he can expect two things. Two things can be expected from that action. One is the gratitude of the person who now only owes 50, and he just saved him a lot of money. And one would think, he's going to open his home to me uh, because when he knows I'm out of work, he's going to remember I saved him a whole lot of money, and he is going to to look kindly upon me. Clearly, that's what's happening here. But that's not the only thing that's happening here. Did the... the steward himself write up the new invoice for the 50 over 100. He did not. What he did was he gave it to the person who owed 100 and said, quick, write up the invoice for 50. So in a sense, what he's doing is he's involving those who owe the money to the master. He's involving them in his scheme. And if they were to um, speak out about what the steward has done dishonestly, they are incriminating themselves. So in a sense, he's buying their loyalty, not just hoping for it because they're going to look kindly upon him for saving 50 measures of olive oil or 20 measures of wheat. He's, he's, he's including them in his scheme, and therefore they have to be uh, of like mind moving forward. Otherwise, the master knows. Um, uh, otherwise, the master would be upset at both parties. And so he buys their loyalty uh, through secrecy in that sense, too. And the master honors him for this because he's acting prudently 
to make sure he's taken care of. And here comes the point where Jesus is, is making it. He's like, hey, listen, this person was shrewd when he found himself in a situation that, that caused anxiety, when he found himself in a situation that needed to be corrected, he used all his mind and talents, all his creativity and his, uh, his uh, shrewd nature in order to make sure that he was okay. And he says, brothers and sisters, that's what the children of this world, the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light are. And that's what I think he's, he's inviting us to do is, how can you and I be as clever today as this man? How can we see the situation as dire and as precarious and as tenuous as, as the man who, who uh, is, is going to be without a job? How can we see that as saying, we don't have all the time in the world to bring the word of God to these people. How do we use the day and say it must happen now and it must happen in a way that is completely new and completely different? And I've got to use every tool at my disposal to be able to do that. You know, there is a, a gospel passage in Matthew, uh, I believe Matthew 10 somewhere, where Jesus is sending out the disciples two by two. And he says, listen, I'm sending you out into the world. And you must be as shrewd as serpents, but as innocent as doves. And, and I think as Christians, we get the second part. We always know we're called to be innocent as doves and, and pure and, and as best we can uh, holy by the grace of God, uh, that holiness, because we're only holy because of God. Uh, and, and we need to do that. But I don't know that we would look at it and say, but I'm also called to be shrewd. I'm also called to be cunning. I'm also called to be clever. Um, that there's nothing wrong with using those things to make sure the gospel can be brought to people in a shrewd and cunning and clever way in order to use the, the, the moment and, and the, the talents at my disposal, whatever they are, to make sure people come to the light. And I think that's, that's what our God is inviting us today. That's all I got in this gospel anyway. And, and again, maybe there's more. But I think our God says, and, and I don't know if it's in a different, this, perhaps it's Matthew's version of this uh, parable, but he says, make friends for yourself with dishonest wealth. You know, that, uh, that um, you know, if, if we are this, what, what happens when, when we're given the honest wealth? I probably should have looked at that up before and not mumbled through a, a half reading of it. But make friends with yourself with dishonest wealth, meaning that wealth is it's, it's neutral. It's, it's just what it is. But he used it to make friends. So what do we have that is neutral that we can use? Um, to make sure that people come to meet Jesus Christ. Make no bones about it, brothers and sisters. Our God challenges us in this gospel today that we must use anything and everything within our scope, within our abilities, within our, our uh, power, within our space 
in order, and we need to be clever and shrewd and cunning about it, uh, as well as innocent and pure. Do it all, uh, because we need to do it in order today, in this precarious moment, that people can come to know Jesus Christ. Let's, uh, let's close our week out with prayer, shall we? Um, so again, we are finishing up the Joyful Mysteries. I invite you to bring any intentions that you uh, need to bring with you to our prayer today uh, and place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother. And so, my friends, let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth Joyful Mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, thank you for uh, being with me and walking um, this week and opening God's Word together. Blessings on your weekend, and I look forward to, our, to us being back together again next week to see what God has for us once again. God's blessings. <laughs>